Oh, yeah, it's beer, it's ball, it's drinking, it's doing everything we want to do here with beer and ball. It's Aaron Nagler, it's Billy Schmidt, it's Cheesehead TV, it's 97.3 The Game. Bill, how the hell are you, man? Week two, it's beer and ball two, Electric Boogaloo. Hey, hey, and the, be- the best part is, Nags, I'm actually not going to be a suspect this week, and I actually there you go. Look at you drinking beer. Yeah, it was I will pointed say, out though, to me that I had Gatorade last time. And that's just not <laughs> not what we're going to be about on this podcast. But you see, you did, you did, uh, you know, uh, not imbibe last time, which I understand. It was in the middle of the afternoon, and I understand you like have to do stuff, and you have to live a life, and that's why I was like, hey, let's record at night next time. <laughs> I appreciate so can, it. No doubt. We can throw down. We can, no we doubt. can have a little bit of beer and, and ball. And and I'll say this, uh, as much as I, I don't know necessarily that individuals would notice, but w- when you're hanging around, you know, 15, 16 year old kids coaching, coaching some high school ball right after having like four or five quick ones. And I'm not saying four or five would have to get pounded. During oh, no. This, but you know, when you're talking about not. ball, it's hard not to have at least two right, or three. Right, right, right. At least a few. At least a few. <laughs> well, no, but I, I love that you coach ball, dude. And, like, you coach offensive line, right? Like, mm-hmm. yep. that, that's what you played and that's what you're coaching. That's so cool. That's it's, so cool. Dude, and it's it's so cool because I'm able to do it with people that I played with and then was coached by. My offensive line coach is the main offensive line coach. My buddy Kyle, who was our quarterback when I was at Carroll, as I, as I got the Pioneers on right now. Um, yeah, there you go. I was shout so out. He, he asked me, and I was like, "Dude, absolutely! You're telling me that I get to be on the sidelines again, one thousand percent." I know, just being around it, right? That's so Crazy. funny you mentioned that because I mentioned on Twitter today, uh, Coco made it as the long snapper. We'll mm-hmm. see if he survives, you know, past you know whatever they do on the waiver wire, etc. But I would stay behind at practice every day while I was in Green Bay, and he would be there. And this is when there was two long snappers still on the roster. Every single day, he was out there working on his snaps. Oh, yeah. Like the assistant special teams guy was there, and he was like, "All right, I think we've got it." And Coco would be like, "No, no, no, it's just one more, just one more, just one more." And I had somebody say, "Like you stuck around while everyone left and watched a long snapper." And I'm like, "Okay, two levels here, two <laughs> levels, right?" One, when you've watched a long snapper cost you a playoff game, it scars you as a man. Yeah, it does. It affects you for the rest of your life. Mm -hmm. But then on another level, it's like you want to be around it. I love ball, man. I love being around football. And obviously, I'm not coaching out here in New York, but Mm -hmm. just being on the sideline, NFL practice, NFL players, NFL coaches, personnel people. Dude, you got to drag me away. Like, I don't care. I don't care what they're doing. Like, I'm just there in the mix. I love it so much. Matt said it uh, during one of his press conferences where it's like being out on the grass is just different. And it does, man. It just it's just different. And once they put the pads on and, you know, everybody around has cranked up the intensity. Yeah, there's just there's just nothing like that. And uh, whenever. It's a stupid gig that we get to do when we go up there for training camp practices. <laughs> yes, like, yes, it, it, is. it is hard to pull me away from anything. So if, if you're counting the rotations on Jake Coco's seven and a half yard snap, I'm a big fan of that, Nags. Because I'm just saying, hey, I'm just we, saying, we've all had that reoccurring nightmare of Stephen Wartell just getting pushed like a grocery <sighs> cart. So I mean, as much as we got to watch 56 snap balls, I'm down with it. I'm not saying. I'm just saying. That's what I am talking about. Ready for it. (laughs) It's beer and ball two, electric boogaloo. We're going to talk about this 53-man roster, the initial 53-man roster, if you will. We all know 
some stuff will change in the interim, probably before week one, let alone probably the next, hell, 48 hours, 24 hours. However, um, we'll talk about this 53-man roster. I don't think there are any major surprises. We'll get to the one or two mm-hmm. that there may have been along the way, but I'm just going to go down the list here. We'll, we'll start with the quarterbacks because they're the prima donnas, and if we don't start with the quarterbacks, they'll get upset. For sure. Not that anyone in the quarterback room has a chip on their shoulder at all times, but I will say uh, it's very apparent that someone reads and listens to everything. Uh, So, of course, the Packers, much like most of the NFL at this point, not every team, but most teams, keeping two quarterbacks on the 53-man roster. Danny Etling is the guy, the odd man out, so to speak. I suspect he'll be back on the practice squad. I'll tell you what, the Etling's better than love crowd in shambles. I mean, just Facebook Burton. is burning yep. down. I'm, I'm RIP thoughts and prayers, thoughts and <laughs> I, prayers. I do like that. You the throw that. Crowd. I like that. You throw that on the Facebook crowd because it definitely does. It feel, is though. It, it is feels more like the Facebook, Facebook crowd. crowd. Yeah. It's, it's not the Twitter. Come it's on. not, no one's making no. a TikTok of Danny Etling's run and telling <laughs> me that he needs to be on there. We're lucky. That's not on my <laughs> so space true. yet. Uh, oh, well, you know, hey, I'll right, tell you what, Bill, your death, you're definitely in my top eight. That's all I'll say. Hey, I appreciate about that. it. And and this song, the intro song to Beer and Ball, is actually one of the songs that just plays on my profile as I roll through. <laughs> Edling, Edling had it. a more impressive run when he was with the oh. Patriots, if I'm not mistaken, right? He had like an eighty right. something right. yard touchdown run. Yep. yep. So if, if anybody is blown away by the fifty one yard run and says we need to get this guy on our active roster, then dude, congratulations to Danny Edling. Right? Like that's the one way you look at it. Sweet yep. man, congratulations. Well, otherwise, okay. And the thing is, though, right? And he will undoubtedly be the third guy. They'll bring him back, I suspect, on the mm-hmm. practice squad. Who knows? Maybe some QB starved team. We are recording this prior to the waiver wire being kind of activated, so to yep. speak. Um, maybe somebody grabs him. I doubt it. But the thing is, it's funny you mention that because it, it is like how you're watching the game, right? And I make fun, and I like tease and whatever, but I understand it. You watch guys in preseason, and Danny Etling's going against fourth stringers who are never going to make an NFL roster, and he's running for 50-plus yards for a touchdown, doing a Lambo leap. Mm. You get excited as a fan. I understand that. I get it. And I'm not like – I don't want to dismiss that because you are – football starved when the preseason rolls around and and you think oh my god look at this guy he's making plays but i'm here to tell you i'm here to let everyone know you look at jordan love and the progress he's made from his rookie year to now you just see a guy who continues to get better every time he's on the field danny etling to your point is the same guy he's been since he came into the league and again it's not a knock on him Oh. He is who he is. Yeah. And Jordan you, Love has a monstrous ceiling that he has yet to hit. And and it's a lot like, uh, I think I used this comparison maybe last week with Mac Jones and the quarterbacks from last year's draft. He was the most pro-ready. Right. Danny Etling went to LSU, right? Like So Danny right. Etling and Purdue. Big program. Big time was, program. He was maybe more polished, more ready to play the position when he was 18 years old. Well, guess what? Right. Jordan Love now at 24 years old, 25 years old that potential has already reached over and has still not hit the ceiling of it. I think not even close Negs, That was my favorite part of the preseason was seeing that the potential is starting to get mined, but you haven't even hit the biggest block of gold yet. Well, here's okay. Here's the problem for the Packers, right? 
Um, and I guess it's a nice problem to have, but good one to have. The sense that I, yeah, the sense that he has to play. He's at mm-hmm. that point in his career. Andrew Brand has talked about this a lot. Like at some point, your first rounder, has got to play. And Aaron reached that point after his third year, and yep. luckily for the Packers, it, it, you know Ted made that call and shipped Brett out. Now, obviously, they were in a little bit different circumstances, but man, you know. Jordan's reached that point where next year it's time. He's got to play and he's not going to, whatever he's got to do to develop as a quarterback is not going to happen in a training camp. It's not going to happen in a preseason game. Like he's done all that and he's improved every year, but he's at a point now in his career where he's got to play. And I don't, I don't know who knows. It all comes down to what Aaron wants to do for sure. Summer mm-hmm. next off season, what have you, but to Jordan's it's like, okay, he's done everything asked of him he's improved every year he's developed clearly but now he's at a point where he's got to play he's got to play i don't think many people would be upset or would question that if it's hey man i need to go to play for the giants because i need to go and take over for daniel jones right like i need to go and get my chance to go play somewhere and he's if he's on the packers roster in 2023 he's the starting quarterback like, I think that's the only way that he's on I, the roster. I very much agree. Mm-hmm. Very and, much agree. And let's be honest. I mean, there's a, there are some teams, Nags, that do not know what a good NFL quarterback actually looks like before <laughs> they've won a Super Bowl. They're like, you right. know what? I right. think that Pat Mahomes guy, might he might do something nowadays. He might be okay. He might yeah. be okay. Right. Yeah. Right. But guess what? You can't retroactively go back and make the selection the Bears did. Did I say that out loud? Yeah, wow. Right hey, bear shade, bear shade. You know, they still suck. You know, mm-hmm. they still suck. But it's true. I mean, the the idea that, I mean, I had someone ask me on my chat today, are they going to, like, what's going to happen with Love's fifth-year option? It's, are the Packers, you can't exercise that if Aaron's back. Mm-mm. If Aaron's nope. back, and that's what I, what it, that's why I talk about the year-to-year thing with, with Aaron. If he wants back in in, in 2023 – that's the end of Jordan Love. It's it. You can't. Yeah, it, it is. And Andrew Brandt has been on it for a while where he said, no, yeah. this three-year, yeah. $151 million deal is actually a one-year, $42 million extension, and then what's we'll funny, see next year. Yeah, and what's funny about that is so many people attacked him for that, and so many people got after him for that. And he's been proven right in the sense that both yeah. Aaron Rodgers himself mm-hmm. – and Mark Murphy, the guy essentially responsible for signing the checks, have both said, like verbatim, it's yeah. a year-to-year deal. Mm-hmm. Like it's it, a year-to-year thing wrong with because now Aaron Rodgers is, you know, going to be controlling the idea of okay, I want to keep playing or no, I'm done. Mm-hmm. You know, and I get the contract is what it is, and if he does retire, he's walking away from a ton of money. I think the obvious endpoint here is if they win a Super Bowl, yeah, Aaron's gone. I would suspect. He's probably mm-hmm. going to retire, yep. but yeah, Aaron's definitely in control because of the contract. And, and I tend to believe that this is going to be the final season regardless. Like uh, unless some people have thrown it at me, they go to the Super Bowl right. and lose in dramatic fashion. Is that <laughs> inspire him to come back right. again? Come Actually, back. no, right. I think it, it's another reason for him to say, dude, I'm just never going to get another one of these damn things. So I'm just <laughs> going to go and enjoy Jeopardy. I'm going to go enjoy right. Peru. I'm gonna go live my life that do, do whatever doesn't it is I'm gonna do, right? Potentially getting concussed. I don't know, man. I walking away from like fifty mil guaranteed. 
That's a that's a trigger to pull right there. It takes we'll a different see. kind of cat, doesn't it? And he is a different kind of cat. Yep, no as, doubt about as it. As Mark said, quoting Ted, he's a complicated fella. Complicated. No, fella. no, no <laughs> doubt about it. You All right, let's go down. <laughs> well, somebody should. Uh... Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. I think you can find it at the T-Set TV shop. At a baby. All right, so let's let's go. Thanks for the T. Uh, let's go to the running back position. Packers keeping Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon, releasing Patrick Taylor, Tyler Goodson, and Dexter Williams. Obviously, Kylan Hill still on the PUP for the first four weeks of the season. Not surprised by this. It was funny. I was talking to Andy Herman about this on Let's Talk Football earlier this week. And it is kind of funny. Andy, and I think we were all kind of as observers thinking, oh, I'm really original. I'm going to predict that they only keep two running backs and they can bring (laughs) guys up from the practice squad. And like literally almost everybody on the beat predicted this. Mm -hmm. And this is exactly what happened. And I think it makes the most sense. There's nobody. I mean, I think Goodson obviously made a case as far as a ball carrier you know, as a playmaker. Yeah. But it's also about what you do on teams. And it's also about what you do when you don't have the ball, i.e. pass pro. And I just don't think he was up to snuff in that regard. He clearly wasn't up up to snuff on the pass pro. I, I think we all saw yes, that pretty, totally. pretty clearly uh, when Leo Chanel just went straight into his <laughs> chest. And I mean, See, it was I love that you know this. That. Like, yeah, no doubt. I say this and I get pushback from people who like watch that touchdown run or whatever. And just like, oh, yeah, it's not like, whatever you do. Like, no, like if he's out there in a regular season game, he's protecting the franchise. Exactly. Or he's at least tasked with doing so he and got it's, not, like, it's just not a knock on the kid but it's like no you've got to be spot. at a certain level there's next there's a, this this knock on i think rogers has said it a couple times role players get like this weird tag where it's a negative right right um as 100%. the third running back you are a role player and your role is he had like 17 carries in the preseason in those three games right the role of the third running back you don't get 17 carries for the whole damn season Right, like if, if we're if, if everything's going correctly, so you're not touching yep. the football. So if nope. your only way of adding to the roster is to do it while carrying the football, you're gonna have to find another role. And and that's why I thought yeah. Taylor was gonna find his way on, because you I see, hear you. I man, hear you. you find 27 on special teams. Like you yes. would see him yes. in the mix of almost every single kickoff, punt return, punt, you know, punt coverage. You were finding. Right that jersey out there so i was a little surprised taylor didn't make it but they firmly i think, I think believe kylan hill's their returner once he comes back too. a hundred percent totally agree i do think some of it is a numbers game that brian's talked about before as far as it being a puzzle right with the totally. other positions and i think something like keeping toure at wide receiver where we'll get to in a little bit like it's probably because they don't keep a third running back and Totally. Like to, to your point on Taylor, yeah, special teams, definitely noticeable on tape. And I would go back to the playoff game. Remember, A.J. Dillon goes down, and mm-hmm. people think, oh, the offense went to sleep after that or whatever. They have probably their best drive of the game after the Mercedes-Lewis fumble, which we won't talk about. But 
Like they were like just lost on offense through the rest of that game until there's a drive at the end of the third quarter that unfortunately ends in a field goal attempt. Yep. But Taylor comes in at some point, like for three or four snaps, because Aaron mm-hmm. Jones has been toting the rock the entire time. Yep. And not only carries the ball and, and produces, but is in there when Aaron Rodgers like changes plays and has to get into pass pro and has to do other things. Yeah. To me, like you talk about a guy who has some pelts on the wall in a big fucking spot and rose to the occasion and has shown it's not too big for him, it's Taylor. And I think, you know, they will undoubtedly. My my suspicion is week one, they'll bring him up from the practice squad for that very reason, because he's been there, because he's done it, and because he's shown he can handle it. Yeah, I think the activations are going to be interesting to see. The game day activations are going to be interesting because he's going – to max out whatever that is, the three uh, right. games. Three weeks. You can do three it three times. Go up. They're going to max the fourth, out. If you do it a fourth time, you got to be signed to the 53. So, And by the way, look, you do it three times, maybe you bring up Goodson the fourth time, and then Kylan Hill's back. And then you're and there. Then yeah. Most likely, Kylan Hill's on your roster. Most and, and likely. I don't, especially after last year, um, the speculation on injuries is pretty pretty out of my vocabulary and out of my game. All right. Dude looks really good when he's running around out there, so I can't imagine he's all that far away. No, I agree, and that's the thing. Like, You go back and watch him last summer, and then you watch him the preseason, and then, of course, he doesn't get a ton of run those first seven games prior to getting hurt because he's the third running back. Of course, mm-hmm. he's not going to, yep. but, man, he looked legit in preseason last year in a way that both Goodson and, and sure Taylor probably don't, and that's not a knock on them, but... Man, I'm excited for what he could potentially add. And Matt's talked about it as far as, yeah, we were even thinking about maybe drawing some stuff up for him later in the year. He's he's so talented. And he's so different than Jones or Dylan. Right? Like, I mean, he's a little – he's much more similar to Aaron than he is AJ. But that's only because of the size, right? Like, a little bit of the wiggle. But, yeah, I mean, he he is such a different player than both of those two guys. And what they're going to have of those two in and on the field at the same time. Oh, just oh we talked about it last week. Well, we're yeah, we we're going to save that. Maybe. We're going to save that. We're going to put a pin in it for next week when we preview the matchup with the Vikings. Amen. Holy Toledo. I am excited. Um, all right. Let's get to it. The hotness. The wide mm-hmm. receiver position. The, the topic du jour all offseason long. I mean, shout out to Smari Torre. I'm making the squad. I know he was a seventh round pick, yep. and it's pretty clear that Brian pretty much leaned into his selections. I don't know if he's trying to like, you know, pad his stats, so to speak. Of oh, look at all my draft picks that made our 53 man mm-hmm. roster initially. Blah blah blah. Whatever. Torrey clearly put the stuff on tape to justify this idea, right? The, to justify the fact that yes, he's a rookie. There's zero doubt that I'm telling. Like I'm going to sit here right now and tell you I be surprised if he's active for most game days at least initially oh yeah you know, the it's first couple, month or so um but man this kid had a baller preseason and a pretty lights out camp and i'm really happy to see him stuck around i i know i i put out there i thought winfrey would make it he's cut maybe he's back on the practice squad he had another really good camp he did but overall i don't think that that's the one bit of a surprise but I'm excited for Torrey, and I'm excited for this wide receiver group. The toughest part of it is, and this comes back to, like, I mean, such zero, no disrespect at all, 
But Jawan Winfrey's Jawan Winfrey, right? Like, I mean, like you're no, going to reach, exactly right. Yep. Like you're going to yep. reach a, a plateau as hard and as much as that dude has worked to transform yep. his body and yep. get him to this point. I think they they are looking at he like he's going to max at their fifth guy. Who he is, yeah, he is right. who he is, and Toure at least adds a bit of unknown. And I think right. Nag's part of what had to have won him the job was the way he came out second day of the joint practices after Rodgers oh, yeah. put the wide receivers in the fryer a little bit. Because on blast, yeah. Because because wasn't it wasn't it Samari Toure that maybe had forgot to mm-hmm. check over here with the with the ref to make sure that he was on the line or off the line and right. we, we can't have these alignment penalties. That was one of the main reasons why I didn't think he was gonna make the team was because right. Whatever the quarterback says of how much he likes the other guy, if he doesn't think you're going to be in the right spot, we're going to have some problems, right? Like that's where I think ultimately every, that every comes time you it. step on the field, you're going to be doubting it. Like yeah, yeah. You're, so you're, you're not going to be there. No so doubt. there's there's part of that to to Ray making the team where I think it shows if you respond well to criticism, especially from that guy, we're going to give you the benefit <laughs> of the doubt, and that's that's a good lesson to show across the rest of the football team. A hundred percent. Yes, I do think there's some of that. What I will I will also say, if you go back and watch the third preseason game, and I'm a nerd, so I do these kind of things. Oh, yeah. I know you are as well. Man, Winfrey's tough to watch on special teams. Like, Not good. And I understand nobody, nobody across mm-hmm. the board played well in that game on teams. I mean, I think Amari actually held up pretty damn well. But overall... God, it's hard to watch. And Winfrey, in particular, if you focus on him in special teams in that game, <laughs> you're talking about a guy who, I mean, he has a couple lookout blocks, like legit, oh, look out, you're going to mm-hmm. get a hit. I'm sorry, yep. couldn't get my hands on him. I mean, you're, you, I understand that Aaron Rodgers is stumping for you and you think you got, you probably think you got a roster spot, but man, if Matt's up there, the day before talking about, you know, effort on teams and what you've got to do and you got to make your bones on teams as one of the lower roster spot guys. And then you come out and have the kind of performance that Winfrey had in Kansas City on special teams. I guess I shouldn't be surprised that Winfrey is not on the initial 53. So he got some Nagler minuses on the old grade sheet. It's it's not pretty, man. It's not pretty. I'll say this, 44-88, neither of them were all that good to watch on special teams. Like, Correct. And right. and for as much as Ty made, and we'll talk about the linebackers in a bit, mm-hmm. uh, he's made himself uh, a roster spot with his special teams play. I think he played himself off of the roster this year on special teams, and part of that has to be the way that Juwan had played as well because I noticed 27, not because he's standing around after the play near the ball. He's getting right. to the football. <laughs> He's and going. and he's going. Yep. He's making a couple of key blocks. Uh, Winfrey, you saw the back of his jersey. I think a little far too much. Way too much. Way too much. Way too many Ole blocks. Yeah, if you know what I mean. I mean. Oh just, yeah. So yeah, that's, I guess I shouldn't be surprised. But I did think, okay, been in the system three years, especially early in the year. You want to lean on a on a guy who has been in your system, has twelves trust. Oh yeah. But Brian Gutekunst. You don't care, man. Well, it you was also care. it also had to have been a little bit of Kumaro hangover, right? I mean, did we really <laughs> think they were going to do it again? And then they did, and then they did it. Moody's like, "Hey, hold I will my say, beer. 
watch this. I will way. say this. I will say this. It's interesting to me how Brian really – I'm not going to say loved his draft picks, but kind of no, loved he, his he draft too. picks mm-hmm. in this cut down in the sense of, like, how many guys – did not play at least as starters in the preseason. And I'm not talking about the guys who were on the sideline in street clothes, although there were some of them, of course. But, man, the staff really seemed to want to see a lot of these, like, younger, undrafted, et cetera's, where Brian was like, nope, these are my draft picks, and they're making this team. There's a little, I don't know, I want to say that, not friction, but there seems to be a little, like, nope. You're going to play my guys. You're going to deal with my guys. There was, there's a little bit of something to that, especially at the next position group. I mean, like as, as you keep moving, there's, there's something to the effect of, Oh, this is a nice undrafted guy that walked on in here. And man, you know, the Ted, I, I, this is my favorite thing that Brian does. I guess I got a lot of Ted Thompson in me. I know. Uh, oh, gosh. Thompson and oh, you would have been to keep the undrafted guy over the draft. Yep. Come on, Brian. Yep. Well, his thing, though, is like he likes to keep them all. Like that was Ted's yes, thing, right? Like, totally was. I want yep. all my guys. I want to want keep all them all. Guys. That's why people yep. keep talking about like who they might claim or whatever. And I'm like, do you know who Brian is? Like, yeah, he might put a claim in on one dude somewhere. But like mostly he wants his guys like Ted did. Yeah. And, and, and next. As kind of everybody does, right? Like, yeah, for the most part. For the some most guys, part, some guys a little bit more active be. than others. Yep. Yeah, there yeah. will be guys that go in and poke around. Brian is on, like, those guys are more on the extreme of the dudes. They're like, okay, I'm interested in who I could right. grab off this practice squad and go and put on my 53. Right. Um, he's more on the other extreme of, uh, listen, there's a reason why I brought these guys in. It's not yeah. no ball. I, I like these guys. I believe in what <laughs> these guys are doing here. I know. I know. Listen, highly <laughs> successful football coach here. Right? Okay, Maybe. easy now. Hey, hey, hey. He's a hey. football guy, as Mark Murphy don't, said. Don't, don't be besmirching Gutekunst's good name with Mike Marth, Mike McCarthy's quote. I will not have. I will not stand for it, sir. Although that is fucking hilarious. That's really good. It was too. It was right there, man. The right lane was open. teed up. I love it. I love it. Um, okay, let's talk about tight end, shall we? Mm-hmm, I love it. it. Are you surprised? Are you shocked that Tyler Davis made the cut? Uh, not shocked because I listened to the borderline slob fest of, of what <laughs> 84 could possibly be in 2022, right? Like, I mean, there is there was some – Nags, you were in that room. I mean, there was some love going towards Tyler Davis, the speed, yeah, it's the true. quickness, it's true. always a former yeah. quarterback. Have you heard quarterbacks generally make smarter oh, tight ends? They're so right? smart. They're we actually so did smart. the same thing with Robert Tunyon. So, I mean, maybe it's the same yep. deal. Uh, maybe. Maybe, it, maybe it's not. Uh, I was surprised <laughs> that Davis made it for one reason, and that was the seemingly just disconnect with finding a gap and sitting in it. Right, like that was the one yeah. thing that I thought a former yeah. quarterback would be really, really good at doing. And right. there were a couple of times, especially in those joint practices with the the Saints, where Rodgers is looking at him, saying, "Dude, you were you were sitting there for a second and a half. I was coming back to you, throwing you the ball. Why are you moving?" Right, like so right. that like acute awareness to get the ball in game on offense. I just don't see it a ton of, but 
man, when you're running that fast down on special teams, there's a reason why guys like you. And there it is. It's it's but that's it, right? It. You're it's the fourth be. tight end. You got a ball out on teams. Although I will say, Sal Canella, I mean, my guy got done dirty just like Hardly Josh Carlo did back in the day. Yeah, I mean, no he, all he did was catch everything and ball out. <sighs> you know, pour one out. Hey Let's man, he's about... gonna have a huge New Orleans Breakers season <laughs> here, though. Just <laughs> keep that locked in. I like it. Let's talk about your Ballywick. Let's talk about the offensive line. Oh, let's do it. Um, let's do it. It's Rashid Walker, baby. Rashid Walker coming up and grabbing it in that last preseason game. I know, mm. maybe not a shock, mm-hmm. maybe not a super surprise, but I, I am a. I, I got to admit, I spent the entirety of my time in Green Bay. And then even when I got back here to New York and talking about, like, practice squad versus 53, blah, 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 I thought Caleb Jones had practice squad written all over him until that final preseason game where I was like, okay, Walker's having a nice game, but Caleb Jones looks absolutely legit. You talk about a big, monstrous man who can move. The feet are really impressive. I don't know. I was a bit surprised they didn't find a spot for Jones and they kept Walker. This has got to be keepability or right or signability, right. whatever you want to say, right. to the right. practice squad. Man, Rasheed Walker balled out in the last game, but he only True. played the last game. That was it. And and Nags, I saw him in street clothes way more than I did in pads during practices <laughs> right. and stuff like that. Now, right. when in pads, dude, Rasheed Walker can play. I mean, he has yep. exceptional hands. He's got really good finish. I don't know if the video of him humping the player's head when he pancakes him at Penn State potentially pushed him from the fourth to seventh round, right? Probably. I don't know. I don't have that information. In today's oversensitive media environment, yeah, probably. It had to have something to do with it. You know where that did on my draft board? Shot right up. I mean, instantly, Nags. That's that's some <laughs> of the best trolling you could possibly do as I a big it. dude. He can move and is in the... Like, he's in the exact athletic tackle build. 6'6", 310, moves well, got good finish. Like, I get why they kept Rasheed Walker. The Caleb Jones one is tough because, as anybody does, man, I love a big – I love a giant, and he is a A giant giant who can move. No, it's like – it's not just the giant. It's the fact that he can – there was a toss play in that Kansas City game where he gets out to the left and just obliterates a linebacker, like envelops him, where I'm like, oh, my gosh, this guy can move. Yeah, like, no, no. move, move. Not just, like, mm-hmm. run blindly and maybe put his hand on somebody. Like, legit, get out there athletically, square up with a linebacker and completely take him out of the play. I think he's got – well, in – Maybe it was also where they were positioning him. Like, I saw a lot of people say, oh, I think they're going to give him a shot at right tackle. They're not giving uh, Rasheed Walker a chance to beat Elton Jenkins out at right tackle, right? All right, let's just silence (laughs) that right now. Uh, What he could be is a very nice insurance policy if the other left tackle in the 60 jersey never gets back. If everything falls apart. If everything falls apart, could be a nice long-term insurance policy. Jones, I think the best thing for his career, though, Nags, flip it over to right tackle. Because you don't you can be a little bit more uh, run and gun Possibly. on the outside. You don't have to right. worry; people aren't going to be as nervous about your blindside look. But right. 
Man, Brian McKinney, we watched do it for a long time up in Minnesota, and that dude was a giant. Word. Caleb Jones is right in that same ilk. He will That's play really in the NFL. Pull. He will That's play in the pull. NFL. Point. I you. agree. And what's so funny is that like when we saw him early in camp, prior to the pads going on, I thought no chance. No chance this guy yeah. is an NFL player. I just thought like looking at him on the sideline even, let alone like in shorts in a three point stance. I just thought no chance, but I'm telling you, once those pads came on, he started moving. I was sold. I just got sold. Like the he, kid can play. Yeah, and he also apparently really dedicated himself to it. And as right. Nags, this sounds dumb, but sometimes that happens, right? Like people are like, "Well, you're in sure. the NFL. You have to love football." Guess what? Newsflash, people. Some of them of don't, don't. Right? Yeah. Like and. When it when it gets to this point, and then you realize, oh, I can't just be the biggest human being in shoulder pads and just push everybody around. You do have to find other ways to do so. So his yep. best ball is ahead of him, and if he's Agreed. if he does take it the right way and takes the practice squad rep, he will play in an NFL game within the next couple of years for sure. Totally, totally agree. And here's the thing: if there's a team that has shown they have patience. It's the Green Bay Packers. No doubt. Yash and Iman. The fact that Yash was you know, sitting on this squad for three years mm-hmm. before he got a start. You know, I mean, there's a team that's shown. Well, yeah, we'll be patient. We'll wait and, for you. If you've shown that you're working at it and you're con- continuing yeah. to improve, hell yeah. And they see more than I did because when I watched Yash and Iman, when I first saw him in shoulder pads, the first I was like, right. who's this guy? <laughs> <laughs> you USF, not even the good one, not even the other something, Florida. I mean, they didn't even go to Central Florida. One. Come on, what are we doing over here? I mean, kids stuck around and kept working and he just kept working and got so much better at it. Offensive lines, one position nags where you can get better with age. A lot of them, it's just what do you have when when what you, you understand right. how to play the position, and that's where I think Jones is going to get to. Rasheed Walker knows how to play the position. Now he just has to figure out how much he wants to. Right. And that's a big difference. There's guys that want to. There's guys that necessarily don't have it in. The Zach Tom effect also, I think, had to have played into some of the tackles. Zach Tom Bombadil, the man who can play anywhere. Elton Jenkins 2.0, right? I mean, okay, we're not going to go there just yet. (laughs) We're not going to go there just yet. I found, damn. I found I found the play. Now we're going to stop right there at the end of the period. But damn, if he doesn't make you think that, right? Like, oh, yeah. I love it. I love it. All right.